The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome to Co-Parenting with the Universe. This is Muriel Felus, your host. And uh, today we're going to talk about control, which I know it's our dream, our ultimate dream, all of us moms, if we could only control our kids. Unfortunately, we don't control anyone and sometimes not even ourselves. So that's utopic, but that's okay. How are you today? What's going well in your world, despite the fact that we don't control our teens? Many things are going right for me. I've been assisting yesterday night to a ballet of bats because I live in front of a tree and it's really, really close to my window. And yesterday there was a little bit more noise than usual outside because it was a holiday. And I don't know if that's what really triggered the, this, this dance of bats that we had because frankly it was crazy. There were at least six of them. And I know I live in front of a ficus, which is one of their favorite trees because they love the fruits. So they always come and eat them. And my cats always go crazy. And I'm afraid that one of these days, one of my cats is going to jump into that tree because I'm sure they, they are thinking about it, especially from my bedroom window where it's really, really close to the branches. But yesterday it was a full moon. So I looked at the moon and I... I I uh, set some intentions for releasing and I saw those bats and I saw, they, I even heard them. They were talking to each other and I wonder what it was about. They were flying everywhere and, and usually they fly, they eat some fruits, so they land on the tree, eat some fruits, but they were flying like, it was weird. So I was wondering if there was maybe a, a natural catastrophe that was going to happen and I didn't know about, but they could feel it. Or if it was the noise reverberating in the buildings around us and maybe driving them nuts. I still don't know, but that was pretty uh, surreal. That was what it was. We're, we're getting close to Halloween. It's, uh, it's October, bats everywhere. I was like, oh my God. So I sent messages to my daughter and, and one of them answered that maybe they are vampires, jokingly, vampires, because she loves Halloween. I also love Halloween, even though there is no celebration of Halloween here, but we're still going to celebrate it in my house. I brought back some stuff from uh, the US to do that. So that's it for the little uh, episode of what's going on. So they were out of control, actually. That ties very well with our episode today. Out of control bats. So control, I know it's a sensitive subject. I know it's our dream of all for us. But unfortunately, it's not a reality. So what I wanted to ask you today, and it's going to be a very short episode, it's more like a a question <clears throat> that helped me a lot in my, especially with my son, because he was the last one, you know. you Finally, you understand a little bit more about motherhood and it's the last one and it's too late. <laughs> I mean, it's never too late, but it would have been 
it would have made things way easier if you had understood that with the first one. But that's not the case. So how, instead of trying to control them, how can you cooperate with them? Because control is more like I'm up there and you're down there. I know better and you don't know anything. But there is also wisdom in them. They know things. And if there is one thing they know, one of very great importance thing that they know, because I had discussions with my, uh, not discussions, conversations, that's Franklish, conversations with my son about that, is what they know is what disturbs them that we do or say. And sometimes we, we, we have a pattern and that literally pushes their buttons in three seconds. And considering that we are the adults and we're supposed to be more emotionally mature than them, it's worth investigating. It's worth asking them even if, you know, they're not going to ask you and they're not going to do the road the, the opposite way, we're here as parents. We're supposed to be more mature. I know that with my son, when some words that were triggering, and I'm sure it's very triggering for other kids too, it's the never and always. Because it's not even true. When you say you never do that, first of all, you don't know what's going to be in the future. But it's not even true. I'm sure they do it sometimes. Let's say if it's about the, cha the chores, you never do the, your chores without me repeating. I'm sure it has happened at least once or twice. Or you always blah, 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 blah. I know that because it's not true, it used to drive him crazy. And when he was doing that to me, it was driving me crazy. So I know... I cannot ask him to do the same because he's the teen. I can ask him, but I mean, it's not sure it's going to happen. And I, it's, he's not an adult yet. They are way more impulsive, impulse driven than us, hopefully. How can you cooperate instead of control? How can you give in a little bit in their way? For example, let's say there's something you really, really want them, don't want them to do. And I'm not talking about dangerous stuff or, you know, a question of preferences, maybe. Or a question of being more flexible. Let's say they don't do their chores one week. It doesn't lead to this big, big thing. Or maybe you want them to have A's. They want to have C's. Maybe you can get to an agreement in the middle. Or maybe they want to see their friends every day and it's a no, not during the week at all because there is school. Although I know it's not like that anymore. It was like that in my time. It's not like that. But let's say you have friends over until a certain time and they want more. Maybe you can settle in the middle. Things that are not too disturbing, but where they feel that you are giving in a little bit, that you are listening to them and that you leave room also, flexibility for what they want, where they feel listened and acknowledged, where you leave space 
for them to be who they are without you deciding every step of the way. And maybe you're not very controlling as a mom, but maybe there are still areas. Maybe if you want them to eat veggies every day then, and they really hate that, then maybe you can settle on one day a week where they would eat something else, breakfast for dinner or something, I don't know. How can you cooperate? Ask them what they would like you to do and see if there is something where you can give in a little bit that is not disturbing their safety and their, their uh, future. Something small where you can make them feel that they have been heard. It's all about cooperation because really, if you want to impact them the most is by one, modeling, modeling what you want them to do. Because it's not fair to ask them to do something you're not doing yourself. And of course, no perfection there, but still. And leaving room for them to feel that they are free and they have their space and yet you acknowledge their, their wisdom for themselves. They have a lot of wisdom. I had to change the way I saw things, especially for me, because I lived in a country where it was different from where I grew up. So I had to change a lot. And I had to keep what I thought was important, even though it was not really uh, a practice in, in, in the US. I know that uh, my kids used to tell me that I was very French in the way I wanted them to behave at the table. But that I didn't give up. Because that's important. That's going to help them in the world. So where can you cooperate instead of trying to control? And frankly, I would even substitute the word control for impact. Now, I'm trying to impact my teenagers. Well, two of them are adults already, but my son. Impact through modeling. Impact through giving them way to experience what I think is beneficial for them. So that's my question for today. And uh, it has changed so much. It has really lowered arguments for me. I don't so much, I don't have very much arg arguments with my son because I really there are still, of course, when he's in a bad mood or something, or I'm, I don't know. But I really, really think about leaving space for him to express himself, even when I disagree, which doesn't mean that I remove the rules that I think are important, but I listen. I try to explain why I said that rule. They Sometimes he doesn't agree, but I'm not here for him to agree with me. I'm here to keep him safe. I'm here to teach him. I'm here to raise him. And like in nature, where they used to think that it was the survival of the fittest, now they realize it's survival of the wisest and the most cooperative, cooperating one. So that's it for today. That's what I wanted to share with you. It's a short episode today. And if you struggle with 
needing to control and you need to work on it, tap. Tap, 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 tap. If you don't know how to tap, go check my website. If you don't know the point, liveeft.com. And there, there is a link to the video also, my introduction in YouTube. And there is a demonstration of the points. So that's it for today. I wish you a wonderful week and I'll see you next time with another episode. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and review us on iTunes, Spotify or any other platform of your choice. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.